Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. You know why I think the, and why I know the election of 2020 was stolen? Because I'm not stupid. You know why I think that the COVID uh, scare was played up during the election of 2020? Because I'm not stupid. Do you know why that I think that the cities of America burned? Because George Soros and the Democrat Party worked together to make 2020 into 2020, something I said during 2020. I said the only reason 2020 is what it is is because it's 2020. You know why I know all of this? Because I'm not stupid. Because for the last two years, I have been raging against the machine. And the machine has hit me and the machine has hit you and the machine has been pounding Donald Trump and his family and the people involved in his administration and we're sick and damned tired of it. Do you know why? I knew that Russia collusion was a lie because I'm not stupid. Do you know why I thought that Hunter Biden's laptop was 100% real? Because I'm not stupid. Do you know why I thought vaccine mandates and masking children were ludicrous? Because I'm not stupid. That's what you need to remember. That's what you need to remember when you are attacked, when you are taken down. And I told you this a long time ago. If the mainstream media big social media and the Democrat Party and many Republicans say what you believe is disinformation or misinformation. It means they know you know the truth. I'm sorry, did you hear that? I live in the Midwest. I live right in the in the heart of the Midwest, the breadbasket of America, ladies and gentlemen. And I just, maybe it's louder in Washington, D.C. I think I just heard something hit a fan. Yeah, there was a pretty big and then a splat. And I have a feeling that that stuff hitting the fan is going to keep coming. And isn't it amazing? The silence. As we hear the stuff hitting the fan, we haven't heard anything from Barack Obama. While Joe Biden was on vacation and all of this bleep came down, starting with the Mar-a-Lago raid, and now we discover... (laughs) It was all a power play by the FBI. We found out this week and the last three weeks that the FBI possibly has never been a force for good. I mean, there are field agents. They do good investigations, but it's been rotten to the core at the top. The head is rotting off. And the FBI has been wielded as a weapon 
throughout its history and for the last five or six years against Donald Trump and against his supporters. And tonight in Pennsylvania, oddly enough, Donald Trump has a speech in Pennsylvania with Doug Mastriano and Dr. Oz, who's running for Senate, on Saturday. Newsmax is going to cover the speech. I have a feeling it's going to be a little spicy. A little spicy. But Joe Biden is going to deliver a speech tonight in Pennsylvania. And he's going to declare war on half of us. This is the last dying throes of the class of 1968. And I'm not talking about everybody who graduated in 1968. And honestly, if you just say, oh, my God, I graduated in 1968. Rob Carson's making fun of me. No, I'm not. The class of 1968 is a metaphor. The class of 1968 are the Marxists who lived in academia and have lived there ever since. And right now we are seeing the progeny of the class of 1968. They're running companies like Facebook. They're running companies like Twitter and YouTube. And now we are seeing the abject corruption, the Stalinistic cabal between the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. I said that Joe Biden cannot remain the president of the United States after November. He cannot remain the president of the United States. He will have to be removed from office. Whether that be by impeachment, which is highly improbable because of the number of people it needs, the number of senators it needs to vote for it, or the 25th Amendment, <clears throat> or something we haven't thought about yet. Because there has to be some sort of remedy to remove someone from office who is so ungodly corrupt as to sell his influence using his family to our enemies, to our enemies like China, China who created a virus that infected the world and supposedly caused a million deaths in this country. That's not true. One million deaths did not happen in America exclusively because of COVID. COVID, in combination with other comorbidities, is what caused it. I remember when this started, and you heard me talk last March, March of 2020. I said, this is nonsense. It's going to go down in history as the biggest scam, the biggest use of fear, the biggest abuse of power in the history of the world. I've also said that these dominoes are going to fall, and they have been falling. Uh, falling. Russia collusion, the day that they said that Donald Trump was working with Russia to become the president, I said that would make no sense at all. Because Donald Trump is a hawk on defense. Donald Trump is not. They tried to make it act like there was some sort of a, a romantic, almost homoerotic uh, relationship between Donald Trump and, uh, and Vladimir Putin. Remember Stephen uh, Colbert, the disgusting little troll on late night television who was an insult to all of the greats who came before him, including Johnny Carson and Steve Allen. <laughs> he said that uh, uh, Donald Trump's mouth was a bleep holder. Uh, it, was a, it was a holster for uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, manhood. And that was an indignity 
And we have been served up indignities ever since. And you have been shouted down, and you've made fun of, and you've been told that you are a believer in a big lie. You have been told that you cannot express yourself with regard to COVID, the election, Hunter's laptop, Russia collusion, any of it, but the dominoes are falling. Russia collusion was one, and the FBI played along, and they bought into it, and they spent your money to the tune of $40 million on a worthless investigation. They sat on Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. They got in touch with big social media and the mainstream media, and they shut down to Discussion, and now 76% of us believe that that laptop would have thrown the election. We are in a revolution right now. If you think it's going to be lines of soldiers lined up against each other, firing single-shot rounds, that kind of revolution? No. Shots are not being fired, but the left is lobbing bombs at you, and they have for the last six years. And they're saying their dream, the class of 1968, they're seeing their dream of a Marxist utopia foretold by Barack Obama, who said he was going to fundamentally change America. And look at all that has happened since he said that. All of the nonsense that we've been put through. But the one thing the left did not expect, they thought they could convince most of us to hate America as founded. This group of punks decided to move in, say that uh, uh, none of our history matters because there was slavery, which was the way of the world. By the way, the first uh, state to ban slavery happened well before 1800. They tried to get you to hate America, but you don't. While they told you to, to sit during the National Anthem, you said, no, no, there's never been anything wrong with standing during the National Anthem, even when a person of color sings it. And they've told people of color there's no chance of getting ahead in this country because of systematic racism. And people played along and they believed it, and they were wrong. Because what they didn't, what they didn't expect was my generation, the last analog generation, the last generation to be brought up uh, you know, with, with patriotism, to watch Schoolhouse Rock. The shot heard around the world was, a, was the start of the revolution. We were the ones who supported troops when they went into theater of war, not like the, the baby boomers, not all baby boomers, just the left, destroyed our troops who came back from Vietnam, even though their cause to them and the American people was just as sacred as any other battle, We have been asked to fight, and they did. The leaders who put them there screwed up and didn't support them. And they came back to the left. My generation, Generation X, right now we are uh, in our 40s and 50s. We've not had a president yet. I don't know if you knew that. Generation X hasn't had a president yet. But boy, we got some people in government who are fighters. And this generation who can still fight is ready to do so. 
and I'm not talking about physically. And we will join with those of younger generations and older generations who will fight with us. And we are going to tear the roof off this mother. Figuratively, of course. Donald Trump, declare me the rightful winner or redo the election. This is massive fraud and election interference at the level never seen before in our country. Trump said the FBI purposely tried to stop him from winning in 2020. We know this is true now. And the FBI has been working on it for years. I've got some terrific audio from those who've been affected by this, from those who have broken laws, for those who tried to usurp your rights, for those who, uh, from those who committed these abuses and usurpations upon us. And then I got a podcaster. He's a bald guy about my age, likes to smoke lots of weed, and he had a delightful conversation with Mark Zuckerberg about a week ago, and then he had another conversation with Aaron Rodgers. And he doesn't even know it. But he's a general in the revolution. I know. For us, it's kind of crazy. The number here is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is the beginning of the end for the class of 1968. This is the Rob Carson Show. Those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think we need to hear the remixed version of a song that I debuted yesterday. Yeah. Come on. We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote. And we all know they raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. Uh-uh. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not stupid. And you're not gonna take it anymore. Abuses and usurpations suck. Hillary deleted all her emails, and Hunter Biden should be in jail. You know I am right, and they are wrong. This is Sean Farish, by the way. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. You can hear that. We're not gonna take it. I just you can hear that and see that on my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show. The FBI last Friday did not deny it warned Facebook of the imminent dump of Russian propaganda before the story Hunter Biden's laptop broke in the 2020 election cycle. Uh, this has been sanitized. 
Uh, Mark Zuckerberg tried to, oh, yeah, they, they sent some folks over from the FBI, and they talked to one of my assistants over here, you know, and uh, so I really didn't have any that I did spend $420 million on elections for my Zuckerbucks to put uh, ballot boxes in uh, different states and battleground states that could be loaded up with, with Biden votes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's going to be appearing before Congress, if not before a, a court, and he's going to, his empire is coming down. While the FBI was communicating with Facebook, the FBI's leadership forbade agents from investigating Hunter Biden's laptop until after the 2020 election was decided. Now, this doesn't end at all. <clears throat> oh, no, no. There was a multi-pronged attack on Donald Trump, including changing election laws in different states, including ballot boxes, including shutting down the counting the night of the election because Donald Trump was way out ahead. And then uh, the next morning, they lied. They said in Atlanta there was a water main break at the place they were counting votes at the, at the uh, convention center. It never happened. But they did roll out a bunch of, uh, of uh, black cases full of ballots and ran them through a bunch of different times, and it happened all over the country, and you weren't able to say anything about it because suddenly it was forbidden. It was misinformation and disinformation. And you couldn't say anything about COVID, anything different than the United States government did, because that was misinformation and disinformation. And you couldn't talk about, uh, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Hillary Clinton and Russia collusion. You, you couldn't deny that Russia collusion happened because that was misinformation and disinformation. It's kind of funny. It kind of makes you wonder how many different ways you've been played and how many different ways you've been lied to. And they thought they could do it. They thought they could do the same crap that Joseph Stalin did in the early days of uh, Russia and the Soviet Union. They thought they could but, you see, they didn't have a, a history of 250 years of freedom, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and Fourth Amendment. They didn't. And so it's not working. And then we find out that uh, the FBI agent, Tim Thibault, who opened Trump, the Trump investigation, is, uh, was escorted from FBI headquarters last Friday. Yeah, he was esc escorted from the FBI headquarters. Nobody knew about it. He's been the after, uh, mastermind of the affidavit to raid Mar-a-Lago. He has longtime connections to the Clintons and Obamas. Thibode was the FBI official who was uh, assistant agent in charge in investigating voter fraud in the 2020 election. Isn't that weird? <clears throat> Isn't that weird? I think he was the one probably who said, tell everybody, including the people we talked to at Facebook and the people we talked to and all the other social medias and mainstream media about Hunter Biden's laptop, tell them that there was no voter fraud. Tell them that what they believe is a big lie. You think that's a stretch? No, it's not. Former Washington field off special agent in charge, Tim Tebow, was uh, reportedly escorted out of the Bureau's headquarters on Friday amid whistleblower allegations that he showed political bias in the handling of politically sensitive investigations. And I said this yesterday, he's a sacrificial lamb, and Merrick Garland is using him as a human shield. Because Merrick Garland said that he was the guy who approved the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And so Merrick Garland is going to blame it all on this guy. Yeah. Whistleblowers allege that Thibault concealed the partisan nature of evidence from FBI Director Christopher Wray, who needs to go to jail, and Attorney General Merrick Garland, who needs to go to jail, to secure their approval to open an investigation into former President Trump. That investigation culminated in the FBI's raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, something that the country has never seen before. The public release of the affidavit that accompanied the search warrant revealed the warrant application relied heavily on information from news articles, including a CBS Miami piece titled Moving Trucks Spotted at Mar-a-Lago.
<laughs> and a Breitbart News article in which former Trump advisor Cash Patel discussed the classified status of documents the Bureau previously removed from the estate on behalf of the National Archives. Cash Patel's name was actually not redacted in the affidavit, which put him, well, he put a big target on him. We'll hear from him and you. Liz, you hold on. Randall, you hold on. Tariq, you hold on. Oh, this is an epic show, and it's only going to get better. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. You know, it's kind of weird. There's a lot of silence out there. I, I haven't heard anything from Barack Obama lately. You know, unprecedented raid of a former president's house. You'd think he'd sound off on it and say, hey, you know, maybe he's real, uh, uh, you know, guilty of something, or maybe he's completely innocent and this is uncalled for. Not a damn word. Not a damn word from Barack Obama. Not a, not a single word from George Bush. Not a single word from the Clintons. Not a single word from Mitch McConnell, although Mitch McConnell suddenly says that uh, at least three uh, Senate candidates who are Trump-supported suddenly have a chance of winning. It's like he almost wants to get on the right side of history. That's kind of weird. Just kind of crazy how this happens, isn't it? Let's go to Liz in Bridgeville, Delaware. Hello there, Liz. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Rob. Um, my question is, do you think the class of 1968 is going to allow for a peaceful transfer of power if the Republicans do win big in November? Oh, considering their actions in the summer of 2020? I exactly. doubt it. Yeah. But, but see, the thing is, uh, you got 75% of the American people who are saying the country's going in the wrong direction. And uh, most of those, uh, uh, many of them, certainly a larger portion of them, are conservative and are uh, agree with the founding principles. And they also are in the possession of about 500 million firearms. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to uh -huh. use them, but we would use them in a defensive posture. Uh, so we're not going to use them, but I'm just telling you, it's not like the Soviet Union. We haven't been disarmed intellectually or physically. We have not. And if the Democrats want to try that crap again, it's not going to work. And I will also say that the uh, military has gone through a number of uh, abuses and usurpations with regard to this administration. And the people in the military who are not woke are down with Donald Trump and very not down with Joe Biden. So I would say that it would be really, really hard for the Democrats to muster the support they would need to launch some sort of non-peaceful transition of power when Republicans win in November. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Based on I don't think I they'll the try. I don't think they will try it. Okay. I mean, I know they all love you never know. until it, it, it doesn't go their way. And based yeah. on what I saw they didn't in the summer of 2020, I'm really concerned that there's going to be a lot of Unrest should the Republicans really well, win big. Yeah. Just remember, just remember, Kyle Rittenhouse. You use that as a metaphor for uh, lawlessness, and when you attempt to uh, uh, when you attempt lawlessness on the law abiding. Uh, yeah. Just think about that. I, I, th this is all defensive. We, nothing we will do is offensive. What they're doing right now is offensive, Liz. Yeah. And, I, and I really do believe. And I and I said this, Liz. I always thought that. Hating America was Falderall. They tried to convince us all on every front that uh, America was awful and we should hate it.
And we kind of sat back and we took it and we said, okay, and we did this and we protested a little bit when people would kneel during the national anthem and all this stuff. But in our hearts, we knew that a lot of people died. In fact, there's a really good chance there's somebody in your family who either died or served our country with pride. And when the left and these spoiled, entitled candy owl kids get out of college and immediately start pummeling the country and our history, there's a point where we say, you know what? I think we're kind of done with that. We're done yeah, with it. We're done with we're done with the statues being torn down. Remember when, when you know when, remember when that stopped? It was when yeah. Trump when Trump said, "If you tear down a statue on federal property, you are going to jail for ten years." And it stopped. Yeah, so, and that's what it's going to take somebody who means what they say and you know does what they say they're going to do. Well, we had that guy in the, in the yeah. White House, and they stole the election. They stole his second term from him, Liz. They and sure that's did. becoming, and that's going to yeah. become painfully obvious. And, no uh, and so, yep. uh, we we're going to win this. It's not we're not offensively fighting, but we are fighting back. Um, and as far as I I told you, the left will try anything to hold yeah. on to power. They die like movie vampires, kicking and screaming and scratching, trying to drag you into hell. And that's what Joe Biden's going to try to do tonight in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm just afraid they're going to call out the Antifa folks and whoever. I'm not worried about it. Back pocket. You know, I, I'm not even worried about it. I'm not worried about Antifa. These dumbasses, they throw urine bottles for crying out loud and feces. They don't know how to handle a gun. They don't have any respect for it. They don't have any organization. They're a joke. They're a rabble. And they will be curb stomped. I, I stopped using that word because it was a little severe. But in the case of Antifa, we need to curb stomp them. Yeah. I'm optimistic, Liz. I'm, not, I'm optimistic because all of this is coming out gloriously right now. I, and I, I, I hope you're, I, I see what you see, and I hope good does win over evil because evil has taken a, a pretty big step ahead of good, it seems, the last several know, years. We see it, and we're good people. Yeah. Thanks for the phone yeah. call. I do appreciate it. So Tim Thebo is the sacrificial lamb. He is the guy that Merrick Garland is going to throw uh, under the uh, bus with regard to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, with the, and now it turns that he was in charge of uh, voter fraud in the 2020 election. They're going to try it, and it's not going to work. Now, you know, they, they, they use this fake affidavit to get a fake warrant to go into Mar-a-Lago and seize everything wholesale, something we've never seen in our history. That happened about four weeks ago on a Monday, and then Joe Biden went on vacation. Okay, And then he came back to sign what is called the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which weaponizes the IRS to do the same thing the FBI did to Mar-a-Lago. And the American people see it for what it is. And one of the really lousy things that the judge did, the magistrate who approved the raid, when he, when he put out the redacted version of the affidavit, they blacked out pages and pages and pages of information. But they left somebody's name, Cash Patel, who worked with the Trump administration, uh, the former deputy assistant to the president, senior director for counterterrorism on the National Security Council. We've had him on the show many times. You may recall that uh, on the day of the affidavit, the redacted affidavit Friday, it came out. Cash Patel was scheduled to be on my show, and he said, I can't talk right now. I've got to go silent. But now he's talking. Here he is talking to Sebastian Gorka about his name being on the affidavit effectively putting a target on his back. Is something finally ha happening or after six years should we still be very, very cynical, Cash? 
Maybe both. So look, T-Boat is one of the guys I put on, and I've been the one saying, listen, there are certain people you can put on blast in the FBI if their actions are corrupt and they're violating their oaths of office and duty to the American people. Tybalt is a perfect example of a guy who repeatedly got promoted for running and working on corrupt prosecutions and investigations. Russiagate, Hillary Gate, uh, Hunter Biden laptop, Whitmer. This guy was promoted into superior positions for failing to do his job, but worse, probably intentionally lying and breaking the law. And that's why all these whistleblowers have been coming out. And if you remember Chris... By the way, just real quick, if there are any whistleblowers or potential whistleblowers in any government department, including the FBI, the DHS, thank you if you have, and thank you in advance if you're planning on it. I was asked about, you know, all of these promotions, and he basically blew off Congress under oath to catch a private jet so he can have a taxpayer-funded airplane ride to his Adirondack vacation home, then answer questions before the United States Senate on whistleblower protection. And now, it's no coincidence, this guy that we named was escorted out. The start of the unraveling of the Mar-a-Lago raid. Donald Trump is having a very good week, notwithstanding the flood of negative stories from the deep state media. It started with the judge releasing the sealed search warrant and the affidavit that provided the predicate for the search. The head of the FBI's Washington field office. Also, I believe the field office is handling January 6th. Yeah. After they were involved in the uh, in the entrapment of uh, at least four doofuses uh, in a in a uh, a scheme dreamed up by the FBI to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, and, and to actually uh, to to invade the state house there. The FBI tried to get them to invade the state house there, and they didn't do that. So they came back to Washington D.C. just in time for the January sixth, uh, where where peaceful uh, people went to protest the election. And the FBI had infiltrated the crowd. Yeah. And, and people got let in to the Capitol. The, the magnetic doors were open. The barricades were removed. I don't know if you knew this. The, uh, the police of the Capitol in Michigan were told by the FBI to stand down. Huh. I wonder who told the Capitol Police to stand down on January the 6th. Hmm. We have a proletariat. We have a bourgeois. We are the proletariat. We are the ones who fight for crumbs. And there is a Bastille. We're going to figuratively storm that Bastille. And we're going to empty it. And we're going to fill it up with deep staters. Anyway, the FBI's Washington field also, old Tim Thiebaud, was removed forcibly from the office by other FBI agents last Friday. The news broke today, yesterday actually. Comes in tandem with other news that some of the documents taken from presidents, the President Trump's residence were covered by attorney-client privilege. Oh yeah, and they took his uh, passports too, which means the FBI went in with a blanket raid that is forbidden by the Fourth Amendment. Which means this is the biggest scandal that has happened in world history, let alone American history. It makes everything else pale by comparison. You don't believe me? Check out all my other predictions from as long as I've been on this microphone. They've all been right. Uh, They violated Trump's right. Uh, uh, details about Mr. Tebow's criminal activities over the last five years are likely to emerge in the coming weeks for over the last, uh, for, for example, Mr. Tebow obstructed justice in the Hillary Clinton case and he reportedly played a critical role in Crossfire Hurricane.
Thebo was the one who ensnared the Hunter Biden laptop that never saw the light of day with the FBI. More than a dozen FBI agents have come forward as whistleblowers and are talking to members of Congress and prosecutors. They are dishing dirt, including documentary evidence. Uh, Mr. Thebo will be a sacrificial lamb, but there are many more lambs in the FBI that are headed to slaughter. Although I wouldn't compare them to lambs because lambs are harmless and gentle and sweet. These people are evil. It appears that Attorney General Garland and FBI Director Ray are using Thebo as a sacrificial lamb. They can feign outrage that this man lied to them about, uh, about the predicate for going after the documents of Donald Trump's residence. They will likely reveal the raid was Thebo's idea, and he used to plant FBI agents and, and, and a planted source to justify the action. Once a real judge gets a hold of these facts, Trump will once again uh, turn the tables on his prosecutors. Hell is coming, and we're coming with it. Let's go to, let's see here. Let's go to, we haven't somebody online for a while. Uh, Randall in uh, Pacific Grove, California. Hello to Randall. How you doing, my friend? Uh, hello. Good afternoon there in Baltimore. Um, yeah, it's time to release the whirl, whirlwind, the Kraken, and Balthazar if we have to. Uh, there's a case that really uh, got, got my nerves on, uh, I guess his name is Alan Tate. He's an influencer. He does not have his own channel. He does it's Andrew Tate, way. by the way. It's, it's, it's Andrew Tate. Yes, go ahead, real quick. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, right. Okay, so he got deplatformed from three different uh, companies, and Cardi B is able to threaten men with robberies. He's able to act lewd. She sends messages to young girls that it's good to rob men. She has nothing but hatred, and she's not canceled. And her message, Cardi B's message, they keep saying that he, this guy who's trying to be a mentor for men who have no one to turn to yes, because sir. they're not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to have yep. any communal camaraderie with other men. And so he's like the, one of the few people that, that you could do. There's another individual who's like Tariq Nasheed. He has a book called Mackin, The Art of Mackin, and it's pretty, pretty sexist. Yep. But I'm just saying that this has to uh, stop, and, and I just want to make sure that I clarify my point. Um, the thing uh, about this, uh, this whole Cardi B thing is she's sending a message that people should boycott black women. That's what her message is. Yeah. That's like reverse misandrony, misogyny, whatever you want to call it. But, but man, they got a deep platform. I'm so tired of Cardi B. I'm so tired of being mad about this stuff. She's I know, doing more harm to young black women than anybody. All right, Randall, I got to run. Um, uh, as far as Andrew Tate, I, I know a lot about him. I played some of his audio the other day. Uh, he said some things that are really, really what you'd consider misogynistic. But he also th says things like, success requires efforts that nobody sees before you achieve anything worthwhile. Most of you require outside validation being told good job for motivation if nobody notices the work you don't do the work learn to tell yourself good job another thing he said you can build yourself into a monster physically and financially you can uh, you can near anything simply with applied focus and aggression you can be a champion uh, he says I've never been on a diet my entire life is a diet nutritionally emotionally fiscally etc uh, this yeah, guy is Go ahead, real quick. You got 30 seconds. He has a lot of very positive things for young men, and the things that they're saying are misogynistic are kind of true. I know the ones you're talking about. Cardi B is nothing but vulgar right. and hateful. All right, listen, Randall, I got to go. I'd love to talk about Cardi B all day, but I really don't. But I do uh, agree with you to some degree, uh, a large degree on Andrew Tate. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. They're not really interested in men's issues. And there's a lot of young men growing up today that feel very disaffected. They feel invisible. The agendas that are being forced down their throats are not agendas they align with or they feel affinity to. Or This is Andrew Tate. He has been banned by all the major platforms, defunded. Uh, he's been taken down his banking, everything. The left is waging a war on this man, and you're about to hear why. Agendas they want. And I basically just say to men, look, it's a very hard life. You're going to need to get up, work hard, go to the gym. Strong body is a strong mind. You're going to have to reject listening blindly to everything you're told. Reject the slave mind. Think for yourself. Get a strong network of brothers. Work aside them. Don't tolerate low-quality people in your life, which means don't tolerate men who just smoke drugs and play video games or men who are disloyal or dishonest. By extension, don't tolerate women or girlfriends who are disloyal or dishonest. <gasps> That's misogynistic. No, actually not. And try and build and create a reality full of high-quality people in which you can resist the programming that the Matrix tries to infl uh, influence you with and grow up truly happy. And Now, when he uses the word the Matrix, he's talking about the left. He's talking about the mainstream, the people who want you to think that, uh, that children can change their gender beginning at age three and all of the other nonsense. And he says some pretty amazing things, some things I do not disagree, certainly. But, you know, he says work ethic and ambition are not your problems. Guidance is you're spending time on fruitless endeavors guided by people who have never been where you want to go. And this is very important to me because in the last year and a half, you're looking at a guy who was selling cars, now has a nationally syndicated radio and TV program watched by millions. Kind of weird that way. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Brian in Baltimore. How you doing there, Brian? What's on? What's on your mind today? Hey, good afternoon, Rob. I'm I'm really appreciative because you had me on a, a, a couple of times, yeah. and uh, you know we we've had the same ideas. Uh, you said a term a couple of minutes ago, and I've been listening well. Scheme. They have been scheming, not mm -hmm. conspiring, scheming, and everything has become schemes from the young to the old. From the people who are creating all these atrocities, including the virus that we all know came way back in the beginning of when? When it was time to take Trump out. Mm -hmm. my, my curiosity is because of how extreme the left has been and everybody that's helping along the way, what would be the most extreme thing to do but... Couldn't it be possible to take out Trump if he is elected again? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's on the radar, uh, Brian. I'm gonna tell you. They also, you know, they've done. Uh, Merrick Garland has done nothing to protect conservative Supreme Court justices. You know why? Oh. Be because justices are appointed for life, and the only way they can get a Supreme Court justice and a vacancy they can fill with a leftist is if a Supreme Court justice retires or dies. One that went to a Democratic golf outing, and he ended up where? With a pillow over top of him. Uh, you have a good day. All right, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's take a break. I don't want to go. We're not going conspiracy. Everything that I say on this show is based on facts. I don't go there. But I'm going to tell you right now, we are standing on the precipice where the United States will once again have to lead the way 
as it did in World War II, as it did in World War I, but not in a military conflict. Another type that's still an existential threat to us and the world. And we will win. Let's take a break. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Friday, FBI agent Tim Thibault was escorted from the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. He was the FBI agent who was assistant agent in charge of investigating voter fraud and also Mar-a-Lago, the raid. You hear that sound? It's something hitting the fan. And today is just the beginning because that uh, excusal on Friday was meant to push somebody out to take the blame for what Merrick Garland has presided over. A couple of headlines today that are kind of interesting. Revealed America's 144 million taxpayers will be forced to pay about $2,500 each to foot Joe Biden's student college debt write-off that could worsen inflation and erase deficit reductions. Here's another headline. And, and oh, it's kind of funny. I'm not seeing any headlines today about Democrats making grounds and, and how yesterday I said that uh, all the, uh, the, the talk, even on Fox News, they say that, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like that, uh, you know, the, I don't know if the, the uh, Republicans will be able to hold on to the Senate. And they'll only get a couple seats in the House. And I rattled through all the stories with regard to the, the direction of the country that appeal to Republicans and Democrats. And I said, BS. Like so many other things, they have tried to jam down our throats. More than 40% of Americans believe a civil war is likely within the next 10 years. Well, no, we're already in the middle of one. The left is trying to take down the country. They have been for a while, and this is their last. This is their battle of the bulge, kid. This is their battle of the bulge. Another headline, Republicans want to impeach Biden if they retake the House. GOP wants to try Biden for high crimes over the border and the Afghanistan withdrawal. And let's also look at uh, the raid of Mar-a-Lago. Joe Biden will have to be removed from office at some point for what he has done to the country. And I'm not, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not mincing words here. He has committed abuses and usurpations using the office of the presidency to go after people, to ruin people's lives, to collaborate, to cover up a laptop, to throw an election, to collude with the Chinese and Ukrainians, with his son, to make his family millions of dollars from the communist Chinese. It's all been documented. It was on the damn laptop that the FBI said was Russian disinformation. Absolutely remarkable. I have a new musical number from uh, Mr. Jim Gossett. It's about the affidavit and how the FBI redacted it with a black magic marker. Check it out. They got a black magic marker. They got a black magic marker. They used it big time. The FBI has a marker to make sure that you don't see. Didn't cover up Cash Patel's name, though. That they raid on Mar-a-Lago, illegal as it could be. They were told to release it. They didn't really release it. Nah, they didn't. 
They took their black magic marker Cause they have so much to hide Like that Joe gave the order And then turned around and lied the FBI, let's disband it. Bye-bye. Yes, we ought to demand it. The FBI, let's disband it and make Chris Ray history. Let Chris get a job at MSNBC. And he certainly will. All right, so um, this is an article that I've had for a while, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved, didn't steal, the 2020 election. This came out in Time Magazine last year. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. They did it. They burned the the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. No, not really. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence, even though... The violence had happened the summer before from the left. A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Listen to this. Corporate America turned on him. Huh. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy, sure, and supported his policies, called on him to concede to the... To the president, something felt amiss. It was all very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were being counted. And I was taken down off Facebook the very next day after the election before I could post anything. And so were thousands of conservatives. There was a conspiracy uh, behind the scenes, one that curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between West left-wing activists and business titans. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change their voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerbucks. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, meaning you have to show your ID so you wouldn't be able to steal somebody else's vote. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and use data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. That's Time Magazine last year, telling the opposite of the truth with what happened in 2020. Evidence of Democrats' conspiracy to sway the 2020 election getting too big to hide. Elizabeth Stauffer from the Washington Exam reports... Potential frauds at the polls is less, uh, far less disturbing than the growing body of evidence that Democrats, the FBI, big tech, and legacy media work together right on the open. Democrat Party, the mainstream media, and big social media. When they all say something is disinformation, it means you know the truth. How long have I been saying that? Yeah, probably longer than you've been listening to me. At least a dozen FBI whistleblowers have reached out to Senator Chuck Grassley and Jim Jordan, ranking members of the Senate and House Judiciary Committees respectfully, to inform them that in the months leading up to the election, Bureau insiders tried to scuttle the investigation into Hunter Biden's foreign business adventures. Their modus operandi was to label the story as Russian disinformation. <laughs> they tried to steal the 2016 election. The FBI worked with Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party to pay for a a, a dossier, a lie, something meant to show some sort of collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians when the real collusion was happening with the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton as the te- Secretary of State. 
getting $150 million into her foundation from Russia, Russian oligarchs after signing off on a deal to sell 25% of our uranium mining rights to Uranium One, a company affiliated with Russia. It was all meant to uh, throw people off the scent. And then they did it in 2020. They did it for real this time. They threw the election in 2020. And then they committed what I refer to as a Reichstag moment when the people cried out and said something happened during the election of 2020 and they went to the Capitol, a million of them. And the President of the United States says, go peacefully to the Capitol. And somehow the FBI and Antifa and 14 left-wing groups, according to Newsweek, infiltrated the Trump crowd. They were there before the speech was over to breach the Capitol. And then they opened the doors and let people in. And now there is a, a mother, a grandmother with cancer in jail. She's going to be there for three months because she walked into the Capitol in a door that was open for her. Oh, and then Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Ashley Babbitt, who tried to prevent someone from smashing out a window to get into the House chamber, and she stopped the man, cold-cocked him, then went to step through the window, to, presumably to stop what was happening, and was shot in cold blood by a police officer. They didn't even listen. They didn't even question him. They exonerated him. That officer and those who exonerated him are going to go to jail. And Ashley Babbitt will be avenged. This is uh, my friend Rob Schmidt interviewed James Comer. He is a representative talking about the FBI raid and uh, what happened. If you're an executive of Facebook and the FBI walks in and they b basically tell you that what you're posting on your platform is fake news is, is, uh, that's a, that could compromise national security, then obviously you're, you're going to take it down. Sure. And I think that, Mark, that Zuckerberg's going to have a lot of opportunities in front of committees like the Energy and Commerce Committee that are looking to uh, make significant reforms to Facebook and Twitter. They, they're going to have an it's called electioneering, and it's illegal. And the little, uh, you know, what is going to jail? Opportunity to come clean. And uh, I think we're going to see more and more involvement from the FBI in that election than what we first thought. And that probably pertained to a lot of things that, that upset those of us who are conservative that felt like we were being censored, which we were yeah. being censored by Facebook and Twitter, but now we're going to learn that many instances were a result of things the FBI whispered in their ear. Now, Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson uh, sent a letter to the FBI intelligence analyst Nikki Flores and FBI Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Bradley Benavides requesting they appear for a transcribed interview to discuss an unnecessary briefing in August of 2020 on matters related to their investigation of the Hunter Biden financial connections to foreign governments and questionable foreign nationals. The senators wrote, FBI officials initiated a scheme to downplay derogatory information on Hunter Biden for the purpose of shutting down investigative activity relating to his potential criminal exposure by labeling it, quote, disinformation. And whistleblowers have also alleged that local FBI leadership instructed employees not to look at Hunter Biden's laptop immediately after the FBI had obtained it. The assistant director of cybersecurity for the FBI in March testified before Congress that he had no idea where the laptop was, even though they had gotten two copies of it. They knew exactly what was in it. 
This is uh, Just the News. John Solomon, one of the last great journalists in Washington, D.C., talking about FBI whistler, whistleblowers and uh, what's going down right now in the FBI. Listen, let's do some math. There have been 20 whistleblowers that have come out to Chuck Grassley, to Ron Johnson, and to Jim Jordan in the last few months. 20. That's more than I've seen in my entire career as a, as a reporter, all alleging the same thing. The Washington field office, the FBI in general, politicizing cases that shouldn't have politics involved. Specifically, the Washington field office, which led the raid on Mar-a-Lago. There are claims that in 2020, during the middle of the presidential election, that office did two things. One, it opened up an investigation of President Trump and his campaign based on information from Democrats, liberal sources. Oh, that sounds familiar, right? The 2016 Russia collusion hoax started with the Democrats and Hillary Clinton. They opened up another one that didn't meet the standard for predicating an investigation, meaning it was an unlawful or unwarranted investigation. That's the first thing whistleblowers say. The second thing is they came in with a memo trying to pretend that information on the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation and there should not be any investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop. Both of those things occurred in the Washington field office in the midst of the 2020 election, according to multiple whistleblowers. And then that very agency is involved in the raid on President uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. That's why so many people, probably millions of Americans, are so concerned about what's happened over the last four or five weeks. President Biden expected to give a speech in Philadelphia. Oh, it's on Thursday. It's not tonight. In which he's going to talk about a supposed assault against rights in the United States. He's either going to deliver that address on Thursday, which he is hoping will incite Americans against uh, mega Republicans. But he might want to consider it his resignation. Who knows what's going to happen before then? Let's take a break. Got much more. Uh, Homer, you'll be up next. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Add to that list the FBI, the IRS, the CDC, the HHS, the DHS. Mark Morgan's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour, former acting Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner, former FBI Assistant Director. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening, what happened in Mar-a-Lago, what's going on with the FBI, and, of course, the border and other indignity that's been served up to you. Majority uh, believe the new IRS agents will be deployed to target low- and middle-income Americans. This according to a Convention of States and Trafalgar Group. Not a big surprise. Not a big surprise. You know what it's all about. 52% of voters say the new 87,000 IRS employees approved by President Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with that, will be used to audit middle-class Americans, low-income earners, and small businesses, or to target the political opponents of those in power. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here's a little bit more from uh, John Solomon. Well, listen, Kevin Brock, you played that uh, segment of the interview I had with Kevin back on Friday. This is from Tucker's show. He, uh, an FBI man with great experience, particularly in national security matters, says that that, F, uh, that uh, search warrant was uh, illegitimate, that the investigation is illegitimate. The FBI doesn't believe. <gasps> Don't tell MSNBC. They still think it is. Long in the middle of a civil records dispute. They also thought that, uh, you know, uh, the laptop was not uh, real, and they thought that there was, was Russia collusion between Trump and the Russia. 
questions. That is an FBI man with great experience in the very matters we're talking about. But let's talk about today. Today, the Justice Department walked in and said in the most scrutinized FBI search that we know would be done in modern history, the search of Mar-a-Lago, a former president. Oops, we grabbed attorney-client privilege documents. It's almost like they had a blanket warrant to uh, to go into his house to take anything they want, which is, uh, is uh, a crime. That very broad subpoena. But they then went to the court and said, hey, guys, don't worry about it. We have a process for that. For that. We have a thing called filter teams mm-hmm. uh, and or taint teams. Ah, uh, taint teams. This is important. Known in the legal profession. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a story about all the problems that the courts in the last two years have found with these taint teams. They've been abusive. They've been problematic. And there's now a request pending with the United States Supreme Court to look at these taint teams as illegal. We used one for the president of the United States, former president of the United States, search of his home after the FBI illegally scooped up attorney-client privilege documents. What does that say about our FBI that on the biggest, most scrutinized raid they were going to do in modern history, they couldn't even get the search right? Yep, they went in, they took stuff they shouldn't have taken, and then they come up with this idea of a taint team. Oh, hey, sorry, man, we didn't even realize this stuff was in here, even though, I don't know, his passports were sitting there and we took them. But we're going to use our taint team to go, and we're going to read all these private privilege documents, uh, all the attorney-client privilege stuff, and we're going to decide which is, uh, you know, available and will be shared and which will be uh, sealed. It's a shakedown, guys. It's a put-on. Here's what the left is doing with regard to the Mar-a-Lago raid, including uh, they all think that uh, Donald Trump's going to prison when the opposite is true. It looks like uh, a whole bunch of people in the FBI are going to be going. Our democracy has been put in peril. And there are not just there's there's several crimes here that I think Joe Scarborough said they were nuclear secrets. And then he crossed his uh, his arms and he went, ha. Nuclear secrets could have been committed, including obstruction. If any member of the intelligence agency, had you certainly are, because you're not intelligent, taken this this many documents out, they would be in jail. My top level expert yeah. legal analysis. This is Ellie Mistal. He's on MSNBC. Of the affidavit is <laughs> why ain't this dude in jail? President Sticky Fingers already stole classified documents, top secret documents. Oh, I think that Joe Biden's fingers are a lot stickier, but let's not go there. Here's uh, Sean Spicer from Newsmax talking about, uh, with Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax, about Ellie Mistal's inflammatory rhetoric. I don't understand how anybody who's been to law school, like this gentleman considers himself some kind of expert, could say, why is he still not in jail? He hasn't even been charged with a crime. Yeah. Well, you think that's a problem? How about Professor Lawrence Tribe, who taught constitutional law at Harvard for 50 years? who says that Donald Trump should be in jail for trying to, attempting to murder uh, Pence. Probably the (laughs) dumbest statement any law professor has ever made. It's part of the Get Trump movement, which is the new McCarthyism. Uh, The old McCarthyism, in order to get communists, you could do anything. You could trash the Constitution, violate the Fifth Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. That's what the Get Trump people are all about. That's what MSNBC is about. That's what the New York Times is about. That's what CNN is about. The ends justify the means. Look. Yeah, they sold their souls. They sold their souls. They twisted their logic. They forsake any type of decency, humanity, and law just to put somebody in jail. That's what they did to the January 6th protesters. That's what they did. They're in jail. Oh, this is uh, Ashley Babbitt's mom. 
Ashley Babbitt's mom talking about uh, what's going on with our January 6th protesters who were uh, invited into the Capitol. Stand in solidarity. Actually, I'm going to have to save that because we are running out of time. Mark Morgan is next. I'm going to be sharing the audio from Ashley Babbitt's mom. Then we're going to move into uh, Joe Rogan and how he has uh, turned the world upside down for leftists. Uh, Really amazing stuff. COVID and, of course, the FBI in Mar-a-Lago and the election in 2020. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. unvaccinated comes over on a plane you say that's not okay somebody walks into texas or arizona unvaccinated they're allowed to stay but, why but that's not how it works like we actually no i know that that's not what you guys want to happen but that is what what is happening but that's not it's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not that's, that's not exactly how what's happening we well, thousands of people are walking in a day some of them turn themselves over some of them are caught Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. Unbelievable. They really think that they have the, uh, uh, the, what, the power of the Soviet Union. Uh, behind them, behind Stalinism. That's where disinformation came from, by the way. And uh, and our government had the audacity to literally create a disinformation department and call what you think, if you disagree with the government narrative, uh, disinformation. Remarkable. Mark Morgan is a, a senior law enforcement analyst. You may remember that he's also the former acting uh, CPB or CBP commissioner and former FBI assistant director and is a Heritage Foundation visiting fellow. I hope you don't try to put that on a business card mark how you doing sir i'm doing great yeah i stopped because there's no way it would fit now i i uh, just wanted to know i live in the midwest i live in uh, in uh, kansas city right now and and i'm wondering you live in virginia uh can you hear the sound of the bleep hitting the fan in washington dc these last weeks unfortunately every day all day long <laughs> i keep telling people every day you know i wake up frustrated angry and and just disgusted at, at what's happening right now uh, under this current administration. Oh, hey, by the way, I was actually born and raised in Kansas City. Oh, oh lovely. You know, you know, KC Barbecue. See, I've been. Uh, I, no, yeah, love it. Dude, I've been preaching the gospel of Kansas City Barbecue around the country, including when I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. So I'm a big fan. Well, that's that's awesome, my friend. So what would you think about uh, KJP talking to uh, Peter Ducey about hey, people aren't walking across the border? Is that yeah, I, remarkable? Yeah, yeah it's it just. I mean, it's laughable if it wasn't so serious what's happening on the southern border and how it's, 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 you know, jeopardizing every aspect of our national security, public health, safety and safety. Look, Rob, I, this is unbelievable. It shows the pure level of hypocrisy, incompetence, and that, quite frankly, they just don't care. I mean, Peter Ducey actually was making the point of the hypocrisy point that you have this professional tennis athlete that cannot come into the country because he's not vaccinated. Yet every single day, thousands, every 24 hours, thousands of illegal aliens are coming in uh, untested, unvaccinated. And when he says, hey, they're just walking across the border, which they are. She spars with him and says, no, that, that's not how it's done, Peter. They don't actually just walk across the border. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what they do. That's exactly how it's done. 
It is uh, remarkable. They have tried this crap on us for the last few years. When we, and I've said for a couple of years now, and all of this is coming to fruition, I said when the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party label something disinformation or misinformation that you believe, it means that you know the truth. And now I know that we were right. And now we've got the FBI. We have uh, the person basically in charge of Hunter Biden's laptop investigation and the 2020 election walked out of the building on Friday, I think he is the sacrificial lamb that the FBI, the corrupt FBI with Merrick Garland and Chris Ray, he's the sacrificial lamb they're hoping that we will fall for and just blame everything on him. What are your thoughts with what has happened the last couple of weeks, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and now we find that the FBI not only uh, uh, provided the dossier and got the FISA warrant in the last election to throw the election that didn't work, but they literally threw the election in 2020 by hiding Hunter Biden's laptop. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, Rob, look, look, this is this is very near and dear to me. This is personal for me. I spent two decades uh, serving as a special agent in the FBI and a retired assistant director. So, look, it's not just about the recent search warrant that was executed on the former president's home. It's It goes back, and it's much deeper than that. And you just illustrated a couple of examples of why, I think justifiably so, that, that the public's trust and not only the Department of Justice, but the FBI has been eroded. And whether the current director of the FBI or the current attorney general wants to acknowledge that or recognizes that uh, is not the point because they're not facing reality. And the reality is there's a great segment of the American population that are questioning the motives of the FBI. And they are and they have lost trust in in, the, in our justice system and including the FBI, which probably Look, just a few short years ago, the FBI was still considered the premier law enforcement and national security agency in the world. Uh, that's not the, the, the standard that they have now, and that's just the truth. What's going to happen? Uh, you know, the president of the United States is going to do a speech on Thursday in uh, in Philadelphia, and he is going to uh, talk about this supposed assault against rights in the United States. This on the heels of him, his press secretary, saying that uh, MAGA supporters are fascist. I said two days ago, those are words of war. Tucker Carlson echoed it last night uh, and others. Uh, he is using words of war. Now, I'm not saying that uh, we're going to have a war. I think we're already in the middle of it. The left started it. The Marxist left uh, has started it. They want to fundamentally change the country. But what do you suppose uh, they're trying to do before the election by using language like this, particularly after what we know the administration, the Democrat Party, mainstream media, and big social media have been doing to uh, punish Republicans and go after Donald Trump? Yeah, uh, Robert, if I can, before I go down that, if I can just kind of uh, footstop a little bit on the FBI. I want to make it very clear yes. that that what, what we've seen in the FBI over the past few years has really been at the top levels of the FBI. It's been yes. FBI leadership. Yes. And, and, and quite frankly, I have been frustrated because even some Republicans recently after the search warrant executed on former President Trump's home have called for the dismantlement of the FBI, have really targeted and attacked the rank and file. Uh, I, I'm not on board with that. Okay. I don't agree with that. Right. I know how that system works. Uh, this is not about the rank and file. This is about the top echelons of, of the FBI leadership. And so I, I want to just make that point. I understand. That point. I, I've said that. I've said that. I said the head. The head is rotting. That, that, that's exactly right, okay. Rob. And, and and look again. I, I think it's justified. 
and, and look, what, even whether it's perception or reality, the fact is the public have lost uh, trust in the FBI, and that's damaging to every aspect of our, our, our of, I think, of our system and, and our well-being as a country. But to get to your question, look, I don't want to get too far political. I, I like to kind of stay in my of lane course, as a law fine. enforcement analyst. But here's what I will say as an American. How, how can it be that the current president was supposed to be right? This is a fact. He ran on being the great unifier, right? That was <laughs> one of his stump speeches. And now, he, right, he has alienated, uh, you know, 75 million Americans who believe in the concept of, hey, we want to continue and make America great. We, we believe in America first, not America only, but America first. And he is saying that that we're evil people, basically, yeah. that, that we're m m just unbelievably attacking us with, with unbelievable rhetoric. As, as an American who is a conservative Republican, I, I don't understand that. My president now is attacking me. He's calling me a fascist. Okay. He's calling me evil. He's saying I'm filled with hate. It's just, it's unbelievable, Rob. You now, Mark, and you, and I understand you don't want to go down the political road, and I am not saying that uh, there is going to be some sort of a, a, a military conflict here, but I do believe that uh, the left, the class of 1968, they've had this dream in the faculty lounge for decades. Uh, Barack Obama said he wanted to fundamentally change America, and I believe that a lot of people in high, the higher echelons of government, the IRS, the, the CDC, the uh, HHS, the DHS, uh, I think that they have been... Uh, working toward uh, the goal of changing the country. Uh, and yeah. I, and when you, open the, you open the call and you, you relate because you are an American first and you wake up every yep. day and you feel it in your gut. You're like, my God, what are they going to do to us next? That, that's exactly right. It, look, let's just take a couple of things you mentioned, Rob, if you don't mind real quick. Sure, so look, sure. Right now, under this administration and the chief architect of, of their open border policies, Secretary Mayorkas, look at what they've done. So far in the first 18 months, they've encouraged and incentivized 5 million illegal aliens to yeah. attempt to illegally break into our border. If you carry that out for the first full four years of this administration, that number is going to be around 12.5 to 13 million. Think about that. If you add on another four years at this continued pace, you're talking about 26 to 28 million. Think about that. Just that that's that mind numbing. Yeah. 28 million illegal aliens have attempted to illegally uh, in our United States. If there's another term under this previous administration, if, if that doesn't fundamentally change this country, I don't know what else does and where are their priorities. Instead, they're going to spend $80 billion to hire 87 IRS agents when, I tell you what, if they brought me back as a chief of customers of border protection, and if they just gave me half of that, I'm telling you, I promise you, I could secure the border and save American lives. Well, you did. You're the former, former acting uh, Customs and Border Protection Commissioner. What did they do to your agency when Donald Trump left office? They decimated it. Look, they took every look. We had a network of tools, authorities and policies that really led me and, and provided me as well as a host of others, Rob, that, that really uh, gave us the ability to make the most secure border in our lifetime. And every day, the fact is that President Trump was still in office. Our border was more secure than it was the day before. This administration came over. They dismantled the entire network of tools, stories and policies, and they took the most secure border and they intentionally made it unsecure. And the fact is that Americans have died. 
Look, Rob, you and I have talked about it before. In yeah. 12 months, 107,000 Americans died from a drug overdose. The leading cause of adults 18 to 45 is fentanyl. We know that 95% of the fentanyl comes from the wide open southwest border. There have been over a million gotaways, those individuals who break in our southwest border and evade apprehension make a way to every state. And among the million gotaways, Robbers are bad people. They're murderers, rapists, pedophiles, gang members. The list goes on, not to mention the national security threat. I mean, Mark, just one quick example, right? The yeah. FBI just prevented a terrorist attack. How are they going to carry that out against a former president? By smuggling terrorists across the wide open southwest border. This is outrageous. It makes no sense. And it's jeopardizing the national security of this country, all for politics and ideology. We, we all see this, Mark. I, I, I've never thought I'd have to have a conversation with my son who just graduated from college and my 17-year-old that be on the lookout for things that look like uh, sweet tarts, you know. And, yep. and my, yep. son, my son is like, Dad, I, I never go, you know, he you know, might take a prescription, but he says, I'm never going to go to somebody and get a prescription, uh, you know, because that's what they're doing. That's what the Chinese are doing. That's what is happening yep. is they're, they're disguising things as prescription meds. And what somebody needs, I need an ADHD drug. I need a dose or whatever. They go online. They find somebody. Hey, I got some here. You blah, blah, blah. And then you end up with fentanyl. Uh, it is, yeah, it is an affront, dude. It is an affront. This beyond the pale. This has to change, sir. It does. It does. Look, I refer to China as the world's largest drug dealer and distributor of, of, of fentanyl precursor chemicals. Look, we now know that they shift their tactics because we, we did a pretty good job of, of shutting down China sending fentanyl directly to the United States through international mail and express consignment. But now they're sending the precursor chemicals to, chem, uh, to uh, Mexico. They've developed their own super labs. They're producing synthetic uh, drugs. Uh, like you just said, some look like candy. Here, here's what's very frustrating to me. Now the new slogan, the slogan of days, and I was there because I was in the government working this issue, is just say no to drugs. It doesn't work, Rob. It just doesn't work. No, and so no. now the new slogan is one pill can kill. Yeah. That's great. And it's a catchphrase. And I'm not look, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we shouldn't educate uh, kids and stuff. But the reality is that's not going to work. What we need to do is go after the cartels with the same level of commitment, strength and resources that we go up to terrorist organizations. We need to not cut off the head. We need to destroy the head and the body. And we need to stop and cut off the flow of drugs coming in for, through our southwest border. And how do we do that? Lock it down, secure it. 100%. We know how to do it. We were getting it done under President Trump. This administration opened it up. And that's why I say Biden and Secretary Mayorkas, they have blood in their hands. And Secretary Mayorkas is one of the most dangerous men in this administration. All right, we got about 30, about a minute or so. Uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, it came out that he had established a disinformation uh, a bureau that has been abandoned. Why was he involved? What? Where did this come from? Why was he involved in calling any criticism of the government disinformation? Yeah, look. But here, a little little uh, look behind the curtain, because I know, for example, the border issue. I know this well, Rob. And I got to tell you, the, the, the laughable thing here, the, the irony here was if they would have been able to do that, they would have had to take it out of DHS because their biggest client of disinformation would have been Secretary Mayorkas. Because yeah. everything that comes out of that man's mouth with respect to the southwest border is a blatant, intentional, knowing lie. It's unbelievable. Look, as we've had 
5 million entered this country, 1 million gotaways, this secretary is still saying the borders are closed. Unreal. He's a liar, and he would have been one of their biggest customers. Mark Morgan, I greatly appreciate your time today, and I would encourage you that if you do wake up with a, uh, a knot in your stomach every day that you listen to my show, because I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who listen to this show, because I know that 75% of the American people know the country's going in the wrong direction, and Joe Biden did bring us together against him and his policies. So I think some great... <laughs> I, I am optimistic, Mark. I really am. I don't know what they're going to try before November the 8th. All I say is just just calm down, back up, fight defensively, do not take their bait. Uh, but I think some things are going to happen before uh, November, and I think ultimately good is going to win. Uh, thank you for being a part of this show, sir. I really do appreciate your expertise. I'm praying. I hope you're right, Rob. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. This is Ray Epps. That's where our problems are. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. The night before uh, the uh, 6th of January, uh, protesters were calling Ray Epps a plant, a fed. I believe he was. Newsweek reported 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the crowd at the Capitol and the FBI. And they were at the Capitol before Donald Trump finished his speech. And right now we have a Bastille situation with dozens of prisoners sitting with no due process for now uh, five or six hundred days, many in solitary confinement. Several were killed that day, and they weren't police officers. They were protesters. One of them was Ashley Babbitt, murdered at, at uh, point-blank range. This is her mother talking about the remaining prisoners who are still in jail with no due process. We stand in solidarity with our, our political prisoners that have been denied due process and every constitutional right guaranteed to the other Americans that live in this country. And, you know, we need to support their right to protest. Even if you don't support what they were protesting for, you have to support the American right to protest. And these men have been locked away at, at, for almost 600 days without... Um, due process. They're, they're still in pretrial detention. They've not been convicted of anything. They're just in jail, rotten away, waiting for their day in court. I want to see an entourage of Congress, uh, members of Congress and thousands of Americans at that door demanding it be opened and demanding those people be released and then be replaced by all the people who perpetrated this crap on us. Ashley Babbitt's mother. No visitation, no health care. We've had a, a man that had a put a staple in his own mouth to take care of his dental situation. We've had, we've had people what, with Can cancel. you say that again? Someone put a yeah. staple in their mouth because they won't get dental treatment in right. here. He had an abscess tooth, and the only way he could he could relieve the pain was to take a staple from his paperwork and, and put it in his mouth and, and, and pop his abscess tooth. And um, I mean, they tried to make him sign paperwork that said that they ha they got him help when when they never did. And there's all kind of, there are all kinds of um, violations by the guards that go unanswered. And we need to figure out how to contact Marshall Kerr because I hear he's a good man and he has come in here and advocated for them before. So who is Marshall Kerr? Marshall Kerr, I, it's a marshal. I'm learning with everybody else, but they um, they just mentioned him last night that he was a new marshal that came in and assisted them. And um, 
seems like he is going to be a, a good uh, person going forward. This is not our country. We don't have to accept it. We can fight back. We can take it back. It's what Donald Trump wanted to do before the FBI and the Biden administration and the mainstream media and big social media stole the election from him. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And we're fighting back, and the truth is being exposed, and other people are catching on. I've been uh, talking for uh, a while about uh, Russia collusion. I thought it was a joke from day one. I thought uh, Hunter's laptop was real from day one. I thought that... uh, uh, that uh, the 2020 was election, uh, the election was stolen. I, I thought that the day after the election, and uh, all of these things have come true. All of these things have come absolutely true. And all the while, while you were sitting and I was sitting, trying to defend ourselves against this onslaught, we were told that what we said was disinformation and misinformation. You were called white supremacist, even when you're black. You've been called deplorable, started with Hillary Clinton, and now you are MAGA fascist. You must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Does it seem like Joe Biden is saving the country right now to you? With 75% of you saying the country's going in the wrong direction? I respect conservative Republicans. No, you don't. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. The MAGA, Republicans. Uh, MAGA Republicans are the Republican Party. Uh, tough bleep, said the kitty. Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. No, they're not. Because we understand something MAGA Republicans don't. Well, the alternative to the Democrats are the MAGA Republicans. Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans have made their choice. <laughs> Here is uh, no, no, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, talking about being questioned about calling uh, Trump supporters mega. Uh, you know, why, why are we so concerned about Trump supporters, by the way? Because uh, he'd been out of office for two, nearly two years. Why the concern? Uh, he threatens everything the swamp stands for. From the president about about the importance uh, of making sure that we protect our communities. You know, the president has been really clear that congressional Republicans, that extreme uh, MAGA uh, agenda that you heard him talk about last week is a threat to the rule of law. No, it's not. I would say that uh, uh, getting a, uh, a warrant for nonsense and, uh, and uh, going after a former president by raiding his home with a, a complete open warrant, which is against the law, against the Fourth Amendment, I would say that was more of a threat. This is Jack Posobiec. He is a journalist. He is uh, outstanding talking. Oh, this is, this is a little montage he put together about uh, the panic in the hearts of Democrats and they, how they want to destroy those who support Donald Trump and the founders. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. 
You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. He knows he and the Democrat machine stole the election. And we know the FBI was involved. We just have to vote, 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 and make sure no one ever has an opportunity to steal an election again. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Here's Jim Jordan talking about calling uh, Trumpers fascists. Of course he's right. This is ridiculous. Joe Biden, I was there on Inauguration Day during his speech when he said we need to unify the country. And we all agreed with that, frankly. And then what did he do? Two hours after that, he went to the Oval Office and signed 21 executive orders that divided the country. And here he goes again. I mean, this is this is as Mercedes pointed out, this is like when. uh, when Peter Strzok said he t- to Lisa Page in that one text message, when he's in the Walmart in Northern Virginia, he said, I can smell the Trump supporters. The disdain they have for, yes. for conservatives, for Republicans, for President Trump supporters is wrong. And again, the country understands that. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? I believe we have a truck driver on the phone. Monty in a truck in Ohio. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay, Rob, but I'll tell you, I got to disagree with you because, uh, you know, when we convicted the Gestapo, we didn't just say the head of the Gestapo, when uh, people were put in jail for saying all kinds of bad things, it wasn't just the head, it was the people who carried out the orders. And these FBI agents who are not arresting people, when they walk by them in the hall, when they know they have done illegal acts, they are part of the problem. We have this judge in D.C. who is holding these political prisoners who in open courtroom has admitted to denying their rights, and yet he's not arrested? Why? Because they are part of the problem. They're not solving anything. They need to Monty, get rid of the FBI. Monty, I, I, think they ought to, I think they ought to fire three-fourths of the IRS. I think that a good deal of most federal, federal agencies need to be uh, removed from their jobs, and everybody will be like, oh, you, know, you can't just keep people out of their jobs. You can't just, what do you, what do you, they've been doing this their whole lives. Well, so did people building the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, it is time for a major downsizing of the federal government, and off to the private sector with you. Feast on the crumbs with the rest of us. I swear to God. Here is, uh, well, this is, this is uh, uh, Tucker Carlson the other night. And, and I do believe, and I've been saying this for a long time, something big is happening. It's not, a, it's not a war. It's not a physical war. But change is coming. Things are going to change. A lot of people are going to get fired, and a lot of people are going to get arrested. And that means that we are at this point on the edge of something unprecedented and something awful. You could feel it. Oh, yeah. Even Donald Trump feels it. Maybe for the first time in his life, Donald Trump seems sincerely interested in lowering the temperature, not just for his own sake, but for the country. Yep. He said that. He's never said anything like that. Maybe he doesn't mean it. But when has he ever said that? Let's all calm down a little. He said, oh, yes, the other day. Oh, yes. this isn't good. Yeah, he's right. It's not good. And-, and since then, Joe Biden has started calling and the Democrat Party have started calling Trump supporters fascists. This is uh, a Florida gubernatorial candidate, uh, Charlie Crist, running against Ron DeSantis, uh, showing another reason why he will never win this race, because he's a weaselly little something I can't say on the radio. Here he is talking about, asked about Joe Biden calling half of the country 
fascists. So when it comes to President Biden, you have said you want him to come campaign with you in Florida. So it does matter Please do. uh, what the president says and how you view it. So again, let me just ask you, um, what do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi-fascist? Listen, he's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul. And I think that's probably exactly what he did. Call me a fascist to my face there, Chucky. I'd love to see that. President Joe Biden reportedly stated, slated to give a speech in Philly on Thursday in which he'll talk about a supposed assault against rights in the United States. This is what uh, propagandists, this is what Marxists do. They say that things are one way and it's the opposite. NBC News reported the White House official noted that the president's remarks will involve discussion about, quote, the continued battle for the soul of the nation. All right. Uh, White House correspondent Mike Mamoli reported that an official said that the president will talk about the progress we have made as a nation to protect our democracy. That's a joke. But how our rights and freedoms are still under attack. No, they're not. They have been by you and the left forever. And that's over. And he will make clear who is fighting for those rights, fighting for those freedoms, and fighting for our democracy. <laughs> and then all the while, he's uh, passed a, uh, a bill that was called the Inflation Reduction Act that would hire double the size of the IRS to go after people. And they even ran an ad. you got to be able to, if you're going to work for the agency, handle a gun and be able to use lethal forces necessary. And then he proposed, with a stroke of a pen, $1 trillion to pay off the college debt for people who... Uh, who who are uh, graduating with uh, worthless degrees, still haven't paid off their college loans. And uh, if you didn't go to college and you're making 60 grand a year, you're going to pay for it. Let's go to Gary in Kingsville, Maryland. Hello there, Gary. How you doing, buddy? Hello, Gary. Yeah, good, man. What's up? Hello. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I I wanted to add a touch of humor to your discussion here, if that's possible. Oh, please. Yes, I like that. Well, Biden has called us Semi-fascist, is that right? Yes, semi-fascist, yes. Semi-fascist. So it's clear that what upsets him the most isn't just your ordinary MAGA people, but it's those half-fascist MAGA people. (laughs) I think also the truck drivers that went to Ottawa, Canada, I think that's what Justin Trudeau called them, semi-fascists. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, dude, thanks for the call. Gail in Hartford County, Maryland. Hello there, Gail. How are you? Gail, are you there? You got to turn down your radio. Got to turn down your radio, Gail. Yeah. Let's go to Fred in Ellicott City, where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. What's up, buddy? Hello. I. Oh, who's this? Hello. Is, it, is this Gail? Ellicott City. This is Fran in Ellicott City. Oh, Fran in Ellicott City. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm glorious. I'm just full of uh, bleep and vinegar. Well, I am. I am very happy you are so optimistic. But I want you to stop about one thing, and all of us that are Trump supporters and the Constitution have to remember: if this all started, and this has been going on for many a years, this country has turned their back on God. And if you look at it, it has gone downhill and downhill and downhill. What we need to do as believers, we need to get out there and pray 
for Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and to have mercy on us and restore this country that God created it to be. We are a Christian nation, and we are no longer a Christian nation, and we haven't been for years. And we need to really rely on God. I, I, I really hope and pray that he will step up and save us through this mess that this bunch of communists are putting us through. But it is our fault because we have rejected him. Yeah. Well, not all of us have. Over again. Not, not all of us have, and, uh, and well, some no, have. Not but, all of us, but the country has on a whole. Started yeah. with taking the prayers out of school, and little by little, and little by little, and the disrespect for the flag in this country has yeah. been going on since then. Yeah, and and by the way, and I'll just tell you, uh, the left has been trying to get us to hate everything about our traditional upbringing. Absolutely. That be that be the United States. Uh, that be our faith. And uh, and guess what? We're done. I got to take a break. Thanks for the call, my dear. And listen. Uh, prayer ain't going to hurt anything. It's just going to make it better. And it is a weapon that we can yield, we can wield. And it is, uh, it is gloriously powerful in more ways than you can ever imagine. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. So I've talked to you about how Joe Biden has uh, served up indignities to you and me. And indignity is a powerful word. It is a dissing. It is a profound dissing. It is meant to be injurious, uh, not necessarily physical. And uh, it is, is also meant to be injurious to the country as founded. Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, Russian dossier. Hunter Biden laptop. Selling influence to our enemies. Selling, oh, here's an indignity. Uh, sold a million barrels from our strategic oil reserve to China. Okay? These are all indignities. Our southern border is a slap in your face. It is in indignity. And Thursday, he's delivering a speech about the soul of America from Independence Hall in Philadelphia. That is an insult to you and me and the country. And it takes a special kind of sick to espouse all of the things that he has said about the American people, particularly his political opponents, to go to the birthplace of democracy. And not necessarily, it's not democracy, I know, representative republic. But the birthplace of the engine, the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind, to deliver a political speech on Thursday. It should be a resignation speech. That said, I think I need a palate cleanser. This is Sean Ferris. We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. Yep. They stole the vote, and we all know. Brand new. They raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. They're not our friend. They are our foe. Enemies of the people. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. And you're not gonna take it. 
anymore. D. Snyder hates this. Hillary deleted all her emails, and Hunter Biden should be in jail. You know I am right, and they are wrong. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Pave it over. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not gonna take it. I just have to tell you. There you go. That is uh, available on uh, my Rumble channel. Which is Rob Carson's show. Rumble at Rob Carson's show. We just put up the video for it, which features me uh, in, in my studio. So if you want to share it, go to Rumble, uh, rumble.com, Rob Carson show. So uh, a lot of talk about Joe Rogan. I mentioned Joe Rogan. I've been playing Joe Rogan, talking about uh, how uh, he interviewed Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg admitted that uh, the FBI came to him and said, hey, man, there's going to be a dump of misinformation and disinformation. About Hunter Biden's laptop, maybe you should not, uh, you know, maybe maybe those people shouldn't know about it because it's disinformation. And so Zuckerberg allowed, just basically allowed people to share but shut down other, all conversation, all posts about it. Twitter just banned any talk about it altogether. The networks ignored it. We know the FBI literally threw the election by covering that story. The biggest tale of corruption in the history of the country and the president of the United States. And they sat on it because they didn't want Donald Trump to take office. And I said, BS, the day after the election. And you did too. And you said there's something not right. And then they started adding up all the evidence. And then you said, when people said, it's a big lie. You said, you know why I think Donald Trump won? Because I'm not stupid. And then, of course, there's the, uh, the COVID BS. I said in 2020, 2020 is 2020 because it's 2020. They're going to play up this, uh, this virus. I knew it. Deborah Burke said they were going to do it. The former CDC director, Robert Redfield, said that the uh, municipalities and hospitals, they have a, a perverse incentive to diagnose COVID and treat it. And that, uh, that, of course, was money. Here is Joe Rogan talking to Aaron Rodgers, who is a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, who refused to take a vaccine, and he was pummeled. By the government, by mainstream media, big social media. Here's Aaron talking about uh, what happened and what the solution is. So they closed the beaches in California. <laughs> yeah. They closed the beaches Yeah. where I live in California yeah. and all along the coast. Oh, yeah. Remember that one guy who was getting arrested by the Coast Guard because he was uh, parasailing or something? No, he was uh, surfing. Surfing, yeah. Yeah, he was surfing. <laughs> The Coast Guard. You're out there by yourself. Yeah. On a surfboard. Yeah, yeah. The insanity. The insanity of it all. And it indeed was. Our compensation for all those people that were forced to close their businesses and keep their doors shuttered and lost everything that they'd worked for decades to build. No, they're, they're just going to be angry. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. Whoa, there you go. That's the money shot. Joe Rogan, former Bernie Sand supporters, says, what do we got to do in the next election to make right? All this crap they put us through. No, they're they're just going to be angry. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. <laughs> there you go. Got a little bit more from uh, Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan. Uh, things that I've been saying that maybe you maybe haven't heard about with regard to 
the sham that was COVID. CBC last week said they need to reinvent the entire agency, and Anthony Fauci's retiring in December. Huh, wonder why. Last half of the show right ahead. Do not go anywhere. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. I didn't uh, take the vaccine. I didn't have to. I didn't want to because uh, <clears throat> I was afraid what it might do to my heart. When I was 30 years old, I had a strep throat and I threw a blood clot. And I had a mitocardial infarction, also known as a heart attack. And it uh, scared the bleep out of me. And so I said, no, nah, I'm not going to take it. And so I, and I, fortunately I could, I didn't lose my job. It was great. Uh, where I worked, I didn't have to have a vaccine. And so I did not take the vaccine. I heard my friend Dan Bongino the other day talking about the biggest regret of his life was um, taking the vaccine, taking the vaccine. And he's uh, immunocompromised. He just fought back from cancer. And now he's worried that this will impact his, uh, you know, his health. Here is uh, Joe Rogan talking with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was destroyed by the media. Uh, he was uh, acted, like, you know, treated like some sort of charlatan because he had the audacity to say, no, you know what, I'm not going to take your bloody vaccine. I'm going to play my football game, and I'm not going to take the stupid vaccine. And he was under a lot of pressure. Here's Joe Rogan talking with Aaron Rodgers. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We're looking at it from after it's over. And so many people, they just bought the narrative that was being promoted by CNN and MSNBC. Uh, my hindsight came in March of 2020. And wherever, that if, the, if you get vaccinated, you can't get COVID, you can't spread COVID. That was the narrative. And that's my thing. Listen, I get it. Like, you want to test every everybody every day? Cool. Yeah. That's fine. You don't want to keep people safe if, if that's the benchmark for it. But as we look back now, let's not revise history. Let's not revise history on what actually happened and what was said. Because what was said was... You get the vax, you can't spread it or contract it. And no one seems upset that that was a lie. Oh, I think there are a lot of people who are really upset there, uh, buddy. I think you, in fact, I've got millions of them who listen to me every day. I think they're, they're pretty hacked off. And the FDA, uh, FDI, FDA, <laughs> FBI, FDA is set to authorize an updated COVID booster shot for newer Omicron strains. Problem is they haven't completed any human tests. They're, uh, they've assessed the new jabs based on mice research and older vaccines. Thought you should know. Uh, Joe Biden has ceased uh, payment for uh, free home tests around the country because the American people don't want it anymore. We're done. A little bit more of Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan. They didn't give a f You, you want to play football? Take this f***ing thing. And I want you to do it publicly so that I can get more money out of those other people that are thinking about it and they're on the fence. Yeah, and then we're going to virtue signal to say, look how righteous our league is. We have 95% compliance Yes, with the vaccine. That was a sheep. Compliance. And if you don't, we're going to send a, a stooge to your team 
to show you graphs of your vaccination percentage of your team compared to the rest of the league, which actually happened. Really? Yeah. What was the stooge like? Oh, I mopped the floor with him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. See, again, that's why people are like, no one knew your vaccination status. You lied to your teammates. No, no, no. Day three of training camp, they sent this stooge in, and, and he showed these slides about what your vaccination percentage was in your team, where you compare to the rest of the league. And I started asking him questions about liability. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. Okay, cool. But you're in here talking about all these different things, and you don't talk about anybody's personal health issues. No. There's zero exemptions. You took out religious exemptions. You took you took out uh, PEG exemptions. You took out anybody's ability to have uh, an opinion. Uh, I don't want to do this. Disinformation and misinformation. Yeah. Well, it's not only going to affect your uh, day-to-day status on the team, but your ability to get a job, your ability to keep a job, your ability to get a tryout if you get cut from this team. Wow. Because you want to put a percentage above 90% of your team where you guys can have some sort of like special virtue. Like, look how amazing we are. We're above the 90% threshold here. And then they, and then they, take... and then they, they scared teams and said, if you had an outbreak caused by a non-vaccinated player, you'd not only forfeit that game if you had enough players out, wow. but you wouldn't get paid for that week. And here I am showing up to training camp, Joe, the first day, and we got five people who work for the organization out with COVID all fully vaxxed. <laughs> and I got COVID from a fully vaxxed individual who only got vaxxed to keep his potential of being a part of the NFL. I worked at a car dealership for about six months during COVID. I never took a day off. In the original days of COVID... Uh, there was a, one of my workmates had a, had a little cough, and I said, yeah, I'm really out of, you ought to go home. Just, it's just a case. So we didn't know if this was the worst virus. You might die because of this virus. And then I, I kind of you know, started thinking, wow, I'm not really seeing uh, a lot of uh, ambulance going by. I'm not seeing a lot of people dying around me. And I, every night I kept going to the hospital right near the dealership. And, and, I, and I literally went there and I videotaped every night. And I posted it on social media. Wow, I'm here at the emergency room and there's nobody in the parking lot. There's nobody here. This is the worst virus that we've ever seen, supposedly. Donald Trump sent two hospital ships, one to New York, one to the San or L.A. area, and they were never used. Donald Trump said, hey, we need uh, ventilators, right? That's what they said, you need ventilators. Oh, by the way, if you have a ventilator, you get a ventilator, and you got COVID, it's in your lungs, you have an 85% chance of dying. I have two friends who uh, they said, uh, uh, they went to the hospital, and they, the doctor said, we got to put you on a ventilator. And they said, no, do not put us on a ventilator. Please do not do this. And they both recovered. They're both in their 60s. Remember all that? Do you remember, do you remember all that? 25,000 ventilators was what was requested by the governor of New York, who's no longer the governor, and they never used a damned one of them. They never used a field hospital they set up in Central Park. It's almost like they lied. It's almost like they lied. No, they did. Joe Rogan and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Including Burks, who has said that she had always known that it was not going to stop transmission. Deborah Burks on the vaccine. And it was not going to stop people from spreading it, which is wild. She would say, you, we knew that you were still going to get it, even if you got vaccinated. Which is, no one said that. No. 
pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do they call the winter? The uh, winter of death or whatever yeah, I for, see, for I the saved non-vax? That. I say that. Winter of death and suffering. Oh, yes. yes. It's like they were Game of Thrones. Like they were, <laughs> they were talking about the White Walkers coming. Yeah. yeah winter of death. I mean, Jesus. It's just... It, it's so wild because at that point when they had said that, we had already realized, like, oh, this is 78% of the people hospitalized were obese. Most of the people that died were either obese or very overweight oh, or yeah. uh, that. rather uh, very old. Comorbidities. Yeah. yeah, four comorbidities, at least four for, like, more than 50% of the people. Yeah. I worked at a car dealership, shook hands. And you know, you know who the people who weren't afraid? Older people. They had the most of fear. I remember my mother-in-law, who I hope you'll keep in your prayers, coming to visit us in 2020. And, uh, and my wife said, honey, we don't know if Rob, we might have COVID because you've been sneezing or whatever. She says, I can't live my life like this. I got a vaccine. I will come. I can't live my life in fear. And she came and visited us. Oh, this is uh, Joe Biden uh, talking about the winter of death. Uh, this is what uh, Joe Rogan talked about. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. Yeah, there you go. You know where the death this winter is going to happen? In Europe. We'll get to that in a few uh, let's go to Marianne. Hello, Marianne. I loved you more than Ginger from the day from day one. Marianne, uh, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi, Rob. <laughs> um, listen, um, I'm to- I wanted I called about January sixth. Yes. I mean, we know we were set up, and they know we were that it was a setup because uh, they've been accusing us of an insurrection, yes. and the whole time. As soon as Joe Biden got in, they put a fence around the Capitol to keep everybody away. And they have been overtaking the government the whole time they've been in there, which, in my opinion, is an insurrection on their part. So the Democrats have been causing an insurrection right in our face. Yeah, and Marianne, Donald Trump, Donald Trump volunteered 20,000 National Guard troops before the 6th to prevent any issues on January the 6th. And they were uh, there. His offer was refuted, to, uh, turned down by Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. And then they brought in the uh, National Guard and abused them, made them sleep in parking garages uh, after the election because they knew what they were trying to get away with. And they didn't know how the American people would react. That is my theory. That will be bowed. Uh, this 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 will be proven as the facts roll out that this will be another domino that fall fell and that i have said since the get-go that january 6th was the democrat party's reichstag to uh, bring uh, joseph biden into power thanks for the phone call michelle in westminster hello michelle welcome to the rob carson show what's going on hello my friend how are you today i am glorious you know that uh, Super Bowl commercial uh, with the Clydesdales? Um, it was uh, a handful of years back, and it had the, the lamb or the sheep that was completely uh, naked. And then he gets out, and he shakes everything he has at everybody, and everybody thought it was funny. Yeah, and That's pretty much what is happening to us. Mm-hmm. They're naked. They're shaking their stuff at us. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're not finding it very funny at all. That's a and, that's a pretty interesting analogy there, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but they are. I mean, they don't they're 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 not hiding it anymore. It, no. And that was the thing about what Trump did. We had yeah. a, we had a thought. We we thought we knew that they were screwing us every which way from Sunday. Yes. Now we know they're screwing yes. us every which way from Sunday because they're telling us oh, they're yeah. screwing us every which way from Sunday. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's to that point. So we have no choice but, like you said, to fight back. Oh, yeah. And we, you have been saying it since 2020. I have been saying it since 2020. Yeah. Everybody was afraid they were going to lose their job or lose yeah. this or lose that if they didn't fight back. Well, now they're going to start taking it away just like you and I told them they were going to. Yeah, but we're going to stop it, uh, Michelle. I'm optimistic because the American people are. are not behind. The American people are not behind this president. The military is not behind this president. Any, any person who uh, uh, still loves America, and most of us do, uh, there is revolution right now. There will be reckoning. Revolution followed by reckoning. And there is going to be a reckoning for those who have abused their power and abused so many. And the, the January 6th uh, protesters will be released and they will be replaced by those who put them there uh, uh hell is coming go ahead yes, real quick. there was you had somebody on earlier that said well we can't protest anymore well that's exactly what they were hoping to accomplish Boom. with you january bet. the 6th is that they now we all think we can't protest anymore or else we're going to end up in jail yeah come on people yeah. <laughs> let's no. get it together and yep. if we need to protest, by God, let's protest. We can't yep. be we can't be afraid. We can't pull another COVID and hide under our beds again. Oh no, it's not going to happen. Hey, I got to run. Thanks for the phone call, my dear. By the way, a coalition of ninety American pastors from different denominations have boldly declared they will never again comply with government orders to close their churches. Taking up the biblical rallying cry from Acts five twenty nine, these clergymen say we must obey God rather than men. That was the phone call I got earlier about uh, the USA uh, losing its. Religion, losing its faith. No, not so much. It's there. It's just one of those things the left tried to shout down, tried to make us stop believing, uh, you know, tried to make us uh, not hold on to that feeling. I'm sorry, I was quoting Journey. I just, I just went there. I was a music jock forever. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. It is The Rob Carson Show. country and aren't down with freedom of speech maybe you should move down to cuba it's the rob carson show oh yeah this is one of my favorite workout songs <laughs> du hast by lammerstein oh don't worry it's just a german rock band and they kick butt and this is a really good song du hast uh anyway so uh, Tucker Carlson was talking last night about uh, the the German people and uh, and uh, Great Britain. They're screwed. This winter is going to be a uh, the worst winter that Germany has seen. Uh, the worst the worst thing that we've seen in decades, because uh, Russia is cutting off their natural gas supply, because uh, Joe Biden is uh, is fighting this war in Ukraine. Joe Biden is sending billions uh, to Ukraine to a corrupt government. Uh, Joe Biden is keeping the flow of oil from going to uh, other countries, and Russia is basically uh, turning off the spigot. So here is uh, uh, this is uh, this is what the uh, the German people are facing. Listen carefully, kids. Last year, only about six percent of Germans used wood to heat their homes, but that has changed dramatically. Demand for firewood in Germany has risen so fast that there is none left to buy. 
You can't get it. So desperate Germans are now cutting their own wood, scouring the forest like their ancestors. Kind of weird. Didn't they used to bust up their furniture back during World War II and use it in fireplaces? For sources of heat. Watch. Some in Germany are taking matters into their own hands with solutions that might look like a blast from the past. About two hours outside Berlin, residents of this small town have turned to wood chips for fuel. We have to be innovative, said the project's organizer. If we don't act and just rely on the government to solve the crisis, we'll never succeed. Joe Biden caused an energy crisis in our country, even though we're sitting on oceans of national natural gas and oil. The Germans laughed at Donald Trump when he said, Russia's going to do this to you. They are frauds, and the entire population of Europe now knows that. Donald Trump, his credit, whatever you think of him, caught on to this early. Four years ago, Trump warned Europe about its energy future during his speech at the United Nations. The German delegation laughed at him. Remember this? Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. And they didn't. And Donald Trump was right. And Joe Biden would like the same thing to happen here. It's part of the plan. Why do you think that you are living paycheck to paycheck? Why do you think you can't afford groceries, let alone your, uh, your heating bill? Why do you suppose they're doing the same things they did in Europe? And they're doing them here. It's part of the plan. I believe this man is Scottish, Neil Oliver. Uh, and I've listened to him on, uh, on social media. He's a brilliant commentator. Here's what he had to say about uh, world leaders and energy dependence. He is a fraud, along with Biden, Trudeau, Macron, von der Leyen, and the rest of a list so long I don't have time to read it out. The imminent cold and hunger were made inevitable not by Putin in 2022, but years ago by the adoption of ruinous, ideologically driven nonsense presented as world-saving environmental policies that only denied us any hope of energy independence, the profitable exploitation of all the resources beneath our feet and seas, and condemned much of Europe to dependence on Russia. All right, I have to come back and wrap up the show. I hate to. I could go for another five hours. But uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So yesterday I was talking about how I was probably going to cancel my Bronco that I ordered because it's the first new car I've had in 20 years. Yesterday, after about a year, I get a, a note from Ford Motor Company that says my truck is going to be built on September the 26th. I have a VIN number and everything. And I should be really excited about it because I waited a long time for it. And I know what you're going through. I know what the country's going through. And we're hurting. And so I feel like... I've been blessed in many ways. I was selling cars a year and a half ago. We, were, we lost our house a, a few years ago. And now I'm able to buy a new car. And I'm like, the excitement isn't there because I know what so many people are going through. And uh, I haven't decided whether I'm going to cancel it or not. And I mean it. And I mean it. Um, 
Anyway, all I could say is, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And we are fighting back, and we are going to win. Good always wins. You have to be strong. You have to be optimistic no matter what they feel at you. Be prepared to defend yourself and the country and your beliefs. God bless you, our country, the unborn. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then. 